If this is the first time you're listening, stop, go back and listen to the last two episodes. It will make a lot more sense. Last time on Into Thin Air. Listen. Listen. Won't you please listen? A little girl is missing. She needs your help. She needs your prayers. She needs everyone who cares. She's so innocent. She's so sweet. This song played on the radio across Northeast Florida in the days and weeks following five-year-old Haley Cummings' disappearance. Her father, 17-year-old girlfriend Misty Croslin, reported her missing in the early hours of February 10th, 2009. I got up because I had to use the bathroom, but I didn't make it to the bathroom. I seen the kitchen light on. And I walked in the kitchen and the back door is wide open. I mean, I didn't notice about Haley that then until I seen the back door open. And then I go in the room and she's gone. And that's all I know is when I woke up. When I, when I went to sleep, she was there. And then when I woke up, she was gone. Haley was sleeping in the same bedroom as her three-year-old brother, Ronald Jr., and Misty the babysitter who told deputies the back door of the mobile home was propped open with a brick when she discovered the little girl missing. Today, deputies searched some fields near Pomona Park, less than 10 miles south from Haley's home, and a small group of EcuSearch volunteers agreed to help Haley's dad search another area. Weeks of scouring large wooded areas that dot either side of Highway 17 near where Haley lived turned up nothing. Divers also searched the St. John's River after bloodhounds picked up her scent, leading them to a boat ramp about 500 yards from her home. But she wasn't there either. The emotions today for the family of little Haley Cummings were as heart-wrenching as ever. I just want to thank everyone, everyone that's been involved in searching for my little girl. And for the perpetrator or perpetrators, please bring her home. Please bring her home safe. And if she's watching, baby, I love you. I'll never give up on you. Haley, if you're out there, mommy loves you and your daddy loves you. We miss you. And we'll be right here waiting on you. Her mommy and daddy have not been to sleep. Go tell All the angels in heaven must know. Pray we find her safe if you know anything. Please make the phones ring. Neighbors of the rural town of Satsuma in Putnam County were afraid for their own children. The biggest overwhelming feeling was that this small community was unsafe. It went from safe to unsafe in a matter of an overnight. We were all worried about our children. You know, we just wanted to make sure that that little girl was safe and 
find out what happened. Won't you please listen? A precious little girl is missing. Investigators interviewed hundreds of people, but as they dug deeper, they became more and more suspicious of the last person to see the little girl, Misty Crosland. Anytime you talk to her, it was always something additional. Um, there was something else additional going on in the house. There was something additional on the location of where they were. Um, there was something addition into the time frame. Something always changed with Misty, always. This story just didn't make any sense. This child is, is five years old. She's verbal, she's active. Someone's not gonna come in there in the middle of the night and grab the child and nobody wake up. Ten years later, three investigators who are now retired from the case are sharing more details about information they received in 2009 that they haven't talked about publicly until now. There were some interviews con conducted with some other people that indicated she was at a party uh, near Palatka. Was Haley driven miles away from her home after her father left for work that night? What did investigators learn that led them to this theory? I don't feel that she's alive. And people panicked and had to get rid of the body. I'm Jennifer Waugh. This is episode three of a News for Jacks podcast, Into Thin Air, about the mysterious disappearance 10 years ago of five-year-old Haley Cummings. Sheriff Hardy says more than 4,000 leads have come in and been followed. Detectives here have conducted 138 formal and several hundred informal interviews. They've also collected DNA samples from many of those involved in the case. The conclusion, all the evidence and the investigation have minimized the likelihood that a stranger was involved in Haley's disappearance. Five months after Haley Cummings vanished from bed, the Putnam County Sheriff's Office reveals to the news media it is convinced whoever took her is someone the little girl knows. And they believe the last person to see her, Misty Croslin, is not telling them everything. Investigators say she has failed to provide a detailed accounting of what happened that night. She continues to say she's told the truth. Today, police took Misty Croslin in for more questioning. She's Haley's dad's girlfriend. I would say it didn't take long for Misty to start um, changing her story. And, and by this time, it, it, it come from a little pressing. You know, a little pressing during the interviews, a little switching up of, of who was interviewing her and, and the approach that we took in interviewing. Like John said, Merchant spent, was the lead detective in Haley's missing persons case in February 2009. I've spent many, many hours uh, speaking with, interviewing, whatever word you want to use. I, I, I would say today I spent the most time with Misty of anybody else. Um, Misty has never had the same story. She was so adamant about what movie each child was watching on which TV. And, you know, I, I feel like we, we could all remember certain things, but under, under those circumstances, there are certain things I just would not remember as far as, you know, what movie, who was watching, and that, that sort of stuff. That's, it, seemed, it seemed very, I don't know, I, I guess the word would say that it was very rehearsed. Merchant says Misty was never able to explain why certain details about the night the five-year-old disappeared changed. She had it stuck in her mind that she had, she had a story she wanted to tell us. 
Yet she was tripping up, clearly. Often. And, and you know, that comes with, you know, telling the truth is easy. Telling a lie is not easy at all. And if you tell a lie, you have to keep telling a lie, and eventually you lose, you lose track of your life. He says he'll never forget an interview she did with the Today Show a month after Haley vanished. Listen to how the 17-year-old responded when she's asked to explain why she told investigators two different things about where Haley was sleeping that night. Um. I don't know. And her response says, I don't know. That says everything to me. He confronts her about lying and she says, I don't know. Misty did agree to take polygraph tests in the days and weeks after the kindergartner vanished. Robert Hardwick, who worked for the state attorney's office at that time, was there when they were administered. The polygraph process, you know, is, is simply an interview process. The polygraph machine itself is a tool. And the ones that were used on, on Misty, I mean, I watched them all and they would come back inconclusive or she's lying. So why has Misty Crosland never been charged with anything related to Haley's disappearance? Every time we would do an interview with her and she told us a lie, no, yeah, it's, it's a lie, you're right, but what, you can't prosecute them on it because they're lying unless you have proof. Merchant says they had no proof that Haley was hurt or worse, and they found no physical evidence linking her disappearance to the 17-year-old which means a failed polygraph just was not enough. I don't put any stock whatsoever in a lie detector test. Robert Mathis also worked the case for the state attorney's office. As a retired judge, he knew better than anyone what would stand up in court. Had one guy come in and said, you know, he said, I just passed this test. They asked me if I smoked dope and I said, no, I never have. They said I was telling the truth. He said, I smoked dope every day of my life. So you just can't trust them. They're, that's why they're not admissible in evidence. And we don't, we don't put any, any faith at all in it. Here are the facts as investigators knew them. Haley was sleeping in the same bedroom as her three-year-old brother and Misty. There were no signs of forced entry into her father's mobile home and no evidence of any foul play inside or out. No blood nothing suggesting Haley had struggled with someone who picked her up from bed. The only sign of anything out of the ordinary that early February morning was Misty's report that the back door was propped open and that hours earlier when she went to bed with the kids, the door was closed and locked. All investigators had to go on was what Misty was telling them. And even though they believed she was not being truthful, they could find no one else who had information about the little girl's whereabouts. And one of the people who arguably knew Misty best, Haley's father, Ronald Cummings, was standing by his girlfriend. I don't have any suspicions of anybody. Anybody could have done anything. I don't know what's what. Obviously, if I knew what was going on, I would, I'd have my daughter. Exactly one month after his five-year-old vanished, Ronald Cummings and Misty Croslin make a stunning announcement. She hasn't smiled much since Haley's been gone, but today Misty Croslin was beaming as she went to the courthouse to get a marriage license with Haley's dad, Ronald Cummings. He marries the teenager at the center of the investigation into his little girl's disappearance.
She smiled as she showed us her engagement ring and told us about the surprise proposal. Last night at Chili's. What did he do? He got down on his knees and said, will you marry me? Haley's dad said nothing as he left the courthouse, but Crosland told us they're tying the knot because of Haley. Misty's mother had to give permission in court to allow the 17-year-old to marry the 25-year-old father. They've been trying to get me to do it for like five months, and I told him I was like, y'all need to wait till you're 18, you know, but now that everything's going on, everybody's trashing them, I'm going to go ahead and let them do it because I know they love her, Haley, and I know they love each other, and they will be together. Misty defended the timing of their decision. Everybody's probably going to take this marriage thing the wrong way, but it's not. It's still focused. Everything's still Haley focused on Haley. This is what Haley wanted. She's always talked about it. And even if she's not with us, she's still here with us. Ronald remained steadfast in his support of his now wife during the same Today Show interview when Misty was asked about inconsistencies in her story. The two held hands while they were asked questions a day after their wedding ceremony. I don't understand why it's any of anybody else's business, to be honest with you. It's nobody's business what I do in my personal life. I go to work. I support my family. I don't know what my personal life has to do with national TV. Then, five months later, Last week, AquaSearch released a statement blasting the results of a recent private polygraph test, saying that she failed miserably. They also say in an effort to clear her name, Misty agreed to take a voice analysis test. There's nothing that I'm not telling nobody. The man who administered that test told us Misty appeared to be deceptive when she talked about what happened to Haley. Well, according to these reports, she flunked it. I mean, royally flunked it. And that's got to concern you. National TV host Nancy Grace questions Ronald about his allegiance. Well, until I see more physical proof of what's going on, Miss Nancy, there's, there's, I, I, my concerns are still on um, keeping Haley's face on the TV. That voice stress test, I mean, something is wrong with her story, Ronald. I don't know, Miss Nancy. Out of the public eye, Ronald's mother, Teresa Neves, says her son did question Misty about what happened that night. What kinds of things did he tell you about whether or not he believes she was involved? He didn't think that she had anything to do with it at first, you know, and then they just kept on and on and on, and he couldn't figure out how she could have had anything to do with it. You know, so he was just as lost as the rest of us. Ronald's defense of his wife and the marriage in general prompted rumors suggesting he might know what happened to his daughter. One in particular involved a tip about an AK-47 that disappeared from Ronald's home around the same time his daughter was reported missing. We asked retired detective John Merchant about that and if there was anything credible about the allegation. The rumor that we have heard is that the, the gun was perhaps being used as a way to pay off a drug debt and that it wasn't enough and as a result perhaps Haley was taken as ransom. Was there ever any truth to that? There's nothing to verify that story. Has it, has it been told to us? Yes, it has. Um, there, there were a multitude of stories that came out like that to, 
uh, I, I wouldn't say to attack Ronald, but uh, that put Ronald in a, in a dark light, that it was his fault or there was some type of activity that he was involved in that caused somebody to come and take Haley. And like I say, once again, I, I can't tell you enough, it, there's, no, there's no proof today to indicate that she was abducted by a stranger. Or that her father had anything to do with it? Once again, we can't rule anybody out, but I do feel comfortable telling you Ronald Cummins is probably not involved. Ronald was a, uh, Ronald was a person with a checkered past. He, he lived fast, um, but he was a good father. Ronald Cummings was never charged with anything related to his daughter's disappearance. He was working the night she vanished. He maintains to this day that he has no idea what happened to her. John Merchant is now sharing for the first time publicly other tips investigators received that sparked rumors in the small rural community. One involved allegations of drug use inside Haley's home. The last night she was seen, that pointed to the possibility the little girl died of an overdose. There had been some investigative efforts that were made that indicated that there was some drug use going on at the house that night. Um, honestly, that's, that's probably rumor control um, as far as the overdose. Um, there was nothing in the house that night, in the house. Um, there was nothing in the house that night to prove that there was any type of drug party went on or any type of drug abuse going on inside the house at night. Were there any loose pills or drugs in plain sight of the kids? Not, not when we got there. There was nothing at the scene to indicate any type of foul play. It, what the scene consisted of was a back door that was propped open by a cinder block. The cinder block, we feel, come from the yard of the house. And, you know, we have a, a blanket on the back porch. What John Merchant reveals next is perhaps the most significant information they received about what may have happened to Haley. There were some interviews con conducted with some other people that indicated she was at a party uh, near Palatka. Merchant says more than one person reported that Misty took Haley to a party several miles from home hours before the five-year-old was reported missing. Were there a significant number of people who pointed to her leaving the house that night with the children and going to this party? You know, I wouldn't say a significant, there were a few. Yeah. And was there any other story that you heard from someone who attended the party who actually says that they saw Haley there that night? Yes, there are people that said they saw Haley at this house. He says that house was about 15 miles away from Haley's Satsuma neighborhood on Stokes Landing Road, a dirt road with several homes nearby in a wooded area near the city of Palatka. And what else did they say? They indicated that th th there's been some information that came in that, you know, once again, not verified, but there was some information that came in that she, you know, she got a hold of a pill or some type of a narcotic at that party and, and passed away from it. And then, you know, the body was uh, dumped. It was the first tip they received suggesting Haley was dead. That's a section of the investigation that really gets, uh, it, it, it turns in a hundred different directions at one time. There were so many people that, that were 
claim to have been at this party, that claim to have knowledge of this party. To this day, none of it is 100% verified. We've, uh, we actually went into an area just south, southwest of Palatka where you know somebody had said that she left this party in the trunk of a car and was put into this pond. That pond was less than two miles from the home on Stokes Landing Road in the Mondex area of Putnam County, down an isolated dirt road in the middle of a thick wooded area. People who live in this area are abuzz because there was a lot of police activity surrounding a pond. In fact, News for Jax was there 10 years ago. At that time, investigators would not tell us why they were there. We're also told there were some pumps back there because they are trying to pump and get that water out of the pond. For three days, two large water pumps worked around the clock as investigators looked for Haley. On the final day, we drained the pond and there's no Haley. No sign of the little girl. Why would someone make that up? You're dealing with people who are uh, seriously, seriously substance abuse dependent. And they just thought they saw something? You know, I, I wish I had that answer. Even the people who said that they attended this party, none of them had the same story. Which is what made the case so frustrating. Robert Mathis worked for the state attorney's office at that time in 2009. We could not prove that anybody did anything to the child. What would it have taken for that? to prove that? Basically, somebody would have to come forward and say, this is what happened, and you would have to be able to corroborate that. You can't just take somebody's word for it that's already told you a bunch of lies. You'd have to have either some physical evidence or some corroboration from, from another person. Was there ever any physical evidence that you remember? No. no. And any chance of getting something credible from Haley's younger brother, three-year-old Ronald Jr., who was with her and the babysitter, Misty Croslin, the night they reportedly left the mobile home, never materialized. Wouldn't Jr. have been able to tell investigators about that? Jr. was, uh, Jr. was very young, and, and he, has, he has been interviewed by some professionals, and I can tell you the interviewers didn't get much from him. I, I know he didn't give them much. Haley's great-grandmother, Annette Sykes, has never believed the theory Haley got a hold of a drug and accidentally overdosed by taking it. Haley didn't take drugs like that. I mean, you couldn't, you know, she wasn't, she wouldn't just pick them up and take them. The five-year-old was born with a condition called Turner's syndrome. She was missing a chromosome that caused webbing between her fingers and an irregularly shaped neck. She took prescription medication frequently. She'd take her medicine when you took it to her to give it to her. She wouldn't fight you for it, you know, she would take it, but she wouldn't take it unless you said she had to. She does not believe Haley would just pick up a pill and swallow it. If somebody gave it to her, that's a different thing. If Haley was taken to a party the night she disappeared, could someone there have given the little girl a drug to make her go to sleep or be quiet? We may never know. What happened to the kindergartner is still a mystery, but three of the former investigators who worked her missing persons case all have the same theory about who could solve it.
she knows where the little girl is. I do believe that. Why? She was the last one to see her. She was responsible for her care, custody, and control that night. Um, I don't feel Halo is abducted. I think Misty knows what happened. I believe to this day, she's the key to success on this story. Next time on Into Thin Air, a break in Haley's case nearly a year after she disappeared. You know, I, I told myself that day, let's get ready, today's today. We're gonna recover Haley tonight. What happened that had the detective in charge of the missing child's case convinced they would finally find her? Why he thinks more than one person was involved in the little girl's disappearance and the divorce came about primarily because of all the pressure on the two of them. Misty Crosland's marriage to Haley's father falls apart. Plus, someone kidnapped me. Now they keep me where I don't want to be. I want to come home back where I belong. I've been gone much, much too long. Haley's great-grandmother's poignant tribute to the little girl she called Little Mama. I've missed so much since they took me away, Easter's and Thanksgiving's, Christmas and birthdays, but none of those do I miss as much as I miss my daddy's tender touch. Ten years wishing she could redo one moment in time. And they jumped down out of their chair and ran out there and Granny, 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 and hugged my neck and gave me a kiss and I told them to go back and finish their supper. And I kissed them goodbye. I didn't know that was the last time I'd ever see her. Or I would never have left. To know that a few hours later she was gone. Nobody knew where or why. If I'd only stayed there. If you know anything about five-year-old Haley Cummings' disappearance from Satsuma, Florida, February 10th, 2009, call Crime Stoppers at 888-277-TIPS, 888-277-8477. There is a $15,000 reward for any information that leads to an arrest. You can remain anonymous. This News for Jack's podcast was produced by Jennifer Waugh. Associate producers are Eric Wallace and Garrett Pelican. Videographers are Chris O'Rourke and Joe Drum. Editor is Mike Jones. You can watch the interviews and news stories about this missing person's case on newsforjax.com.